The field of public relations practitioners is sometimes seen by outsiders as a cutthroat, competitive landscape of individual firms and agencies all vying to try to get the business, win the client, get the deal, do the work. And yet, the public relations global network is proof that that is not the real story of how PR firms work together, learn together, and grow together. PRGN is celebrating its 30th anniversary, and HMA Public Relations is one of the founding members of this global network. Here to talk about that is Abby Fink, Vice President and General Manager of HMA Public Relations, and someone who has been there with the Public Relations Global Network from the very earliest days. Abby, what's on your mind? Well, Adrian, it's so exciting because after three years of not being able to meet in person, HMA is hosting our colleagues from all around the world here in Scottsdale, Arizona this week um, as the Public Relations Global Network comes to the place it started, actually. It was founded right here in the Phoenix area uh, to celebrate its 30th anniversary and to be together for two and a half days of professional development, networking, collaboration, and really getting connected with our colleagues from all around the world. And um, it's been exciting to plan this um, three-day conference for these folks that um, run agencies all over the the world. Um, Our network is made up of about 55 firms from all over the the world that are all independently owned and operated, meaning the owners of the agencies are active members of their account teams and and daily participate in the, the doings of the agency and really have found extreme value in having like-minded business owners and practitioners that they can call on on a regular basis to network, to share leads and resources, to potentially work together um, to support other clients. And so we're just thrilled to welcome them to the Valley. I mean, you cannot ask for a better time of year to come visit Arizona. And um, we have jam-packed their agenda with all sorts of exciting um, learning opportunities and a few social options as well, because you can't bring together a group of PR people and not have some outlet for them to um, socialize a bit as well. Professional development is something that every industry approaches somewhat differently, but there's some common themes throughout all of it. Uh, Let's make this personal. What have you learned? How have you grown over the years through your interactions with the network, as well as through your colleagues uh, from other markets? Sure. You know, when I joined um, HMA Public Relations and and as a practitioner, you know, I, I came into the into the company as an account executive working directly one on one with clients. And as I grew professionally and and became more involved in the day to day operations of the business and ultimately became you know part of the ownership and management of the firm. You know, I didn't go to business school, right? I went to journalism school and got my degree in public relations. And so, how to run a business was not something that I necessarily learned in, you know, in school. And so being a part of a network like PRGN or other professional associations gives you that chance not only to become a better practitioner, meaning 
what's new and, and improved and what's the current trends and what are we doing in terms of client service. But it really gives you this chance to talk to other business owners. And, and one of the best things about being a part of a network like PRGN is the willingness and openness for people to share and to talk about what worked and what didn't work. And sometimes the what didn't work is actually more beneficial than what is working. But if you're struggling with, um, you know, a, a accounts payables and you're not, you know, you're having a client that you can't collect your fees from, or you've really got to figure out how to help a particular client out of a, a situation that might be different than what you've ever dealt with before. Here's 55 other PR agency owners and their staff accessible and willing to help. And that's a pretty powerful thing and gives us on the ground support virtually anywhere in the world. And so when we have this chance to connect with and interact with others who bring a different perspective, a different approach, um, how they address particular topics, um, it's really, really beneficial. And one of the best things about it is it's not only you know, Scott Hansen and I, as the owners of the firm, they get the chance to interact with our business owner colleagues is the members of our team have opportunities to interact with their peers at these agencies around the world as well. And there's a lot of commonalities and the differences that exist help us be better and stronger at the work that we're doing. Certainly there are content related things that you can learn because how conversations about social justice, for example, are playing out differently in different countries, different cities around the world allows you to learn more about the nuance and the way these issues are shaped. Uh, things related to the environment, things related to, you know, changing regulations and things of that nature. So you can learn things of that, of that type as well as the business side. What are some of the perspectives that you have encountered either through conversations or the writing of other network members that have changed the way you think about some of these issues. Has that happened? Yeah, it has. And, and, um, and one of the things I think is also important to note is from within the organization itself is we are a very diverse group of business owners, right? So we have you know, ages and, and ethnicities and cultural beliefs and such. So that, which obviously helps inform, you know, what we, what we bring to the table, but probably some of the most interesting conversations that we've had are really about our interactions with members of the media and, you know, what is best practices here in the States. You pitch a story to a, a reporter, they agree to do the story, they write the story we don't have the opportunity to review that story before it's published. It's you know, the, the, the trust in the journalistic process that the story will run with the information that we share. Some of our colleagues in other countries, it's more of an advertising play, if you will. You know, they, they can read articles and are expected to review and see the content before it publishes. Um, how we interact with our clients in terms of, you know, we have, we enjoy a face-to-face -face opportunity. We provide follow-up information. Others have different types of interactions with their clients, the way they structure their, their, their uh, account services team. We just had a, a dialogue within our, um, our chat room about organizational structure. 
you know, how are different agencies, especially now with this uh, hybrid work work environment, how are we structuring our account teams? How are we handling the management functions? You know, are we still bringing teams together in the same way that we might have two years ago, three years ago? And I think one of the, you know, the what COVID did for a lot of businesses is created a different pathway into communicating because of the technology that we had. So although we have not seen each other as a network face-to-face in person for three years, we've probably had more interactions, again, very intentional interactions because we can have monthly webinars or quarterly check-ins because everybody can log in. Sure, there's a time difference. You know, our partners in Australia or in um, Asia Pacific, it might be the middle of the night for them or completely another day while we're jumping onto a, um, a Zoom call. But but that exists and we can, when we can network with each other. I'm anticipating that um, even though we're back to being able to travel and be in person, that um, accessing each other via technology will continue. And the conversations that it sparked about best practices and things that, you know, how are you doing? What are you doing? Have you thought about doing? We'll be able, which will continue with this type of frequency as opposed to just waiting for those twice a year in-person conversations. So I'm excited to see where, where this takes, you know, our topics this time are um, a lot about, or I should say less about the business of being in public relations and more about issues impacting our businesses and ultimately how that impacts how we are servicing our clients. So we're not necessarily talking about, you know, the latest and greatest and responding to proposals, uh, but we're talking about, you know, how we're doing that, how we're delivering the content, why why are we still doing these things versus these things. And so I think there'll be some real lively conversations around that. And we're also really focusing on, you know, a reconnection is in it not again, not just with us, but how are we reconnecting with our staffs, with our clients and the other resources that we use to do the work that we do. HMA Public Relations has been operating in Arizona for more than 40 years. You obviously have collegial relationships with many of your competitors in this market. But I imagine that the quality of the conversations in the PR amongst PRGN members is somewhat different because there isn't that direct competition. Uh, the The geographical dispersion of folks around the world in different markets makes that almost a moot point. Um, but how would you describe the differences between talking with somebody, a colleague from? the global network and talking with a colleague from a local firm or agency. What, what's the same? What's different? Well, one of the things I think that that has always fascinated me about the the PR agency teams here in in the Metro Phoenix area, the leaders of the of the PR agencies is is our willingness to talk to each other and understanding that the conversations that we're having are are meant to be better at what we do. And when one of us is better, we're all better. And so I'm not necessarily going to pick up the phone and call an agency colleague and say, I'm really struggling with client X. Can you help me? 
but I do call them and ask them about, you know, what vendors are you using for this particular process? Who do you, who are you using for social listening? Who are you using for clipping service? I will call them and say, I've got a great candidate that I am not able to hire. I think they'd be perfect for your agency. Can I send them along? I have a client that, you know, we've got a conflict with. May I refer them to you? And that same camaraderie comes back to me on a regular basis. And I think that's because we have built this trust and we all run a ethical and in, in our businesses with integrity that we, we, we are competitors and we do come up against each other for particular pieces of work. And we are all interviewing similar people. And, you know, so there is some of that. But there, but we we do trust each other. the The difference with the network in that regard is that we have we have very intentionally brought these individuals together. There is an application process to be brought into the network. You are brought in um, geographically because you represent a part of the world that we want to be a part of the network. You go through a very extensive vetting process and the, you are, you are being brought in because of the way you run your business and the, the makeup of the structure of your firm. And that we, as the, as the membership committee and those that evaluate the members determine that not only are you bringing to the table resources about how to do the business. You know, you might be experts in real estate, public relations, and we are looking to add that to our list. But you are the kind of business owner that we want to interact with and have part of our. So that when I meet with a prospective client and I say, I have colleagues on the ground in fill in the blank, I know that those individuals are me in that market, that they run their business the way that I do, that they, they, they believe in client service the way that we do, and that they've structured their company comparable to the way that we do it. And so it's, it gives an agency like ours with, a, with our primary footprint here in Arizona in the U.S., an opportunity to be regional, national, and international with like-minded businesses across the world. Let's talk specifically about that collaboration on client work. So if you have, for example, someone who needs something somewhere, you, you have a resource to turn to, but how does that play out? Uh, and you may or may not be able to give any specific examples given the nature of this kind of work. But, and likewise, if somebody in Chicago needs coverage in Arizona, they can reach out to you, et cetera. So, but tell me a little bit more about that. How do you work together to actually deliver results for clients? Sure. And it comes together in a couple different ways. So the general way it works is an agency will have a current client and that client is looking to grow their business or expand or has a project outside of the primary market that they've been hired in. So if I have a client here in Arizona and they are um, growing their business and going to be opening up a location in Chicago. Well, I can do the work from here and, and would do the work from here. But what I can do is say, I have on the ground support in Chicago and let me bring in my partner agency from there and they will become an extension of us. And here's the team 
and they know the market better than I know the market. But you have the trust that 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 I will be part of that team and that they will um, have the guidance that we've had and, and benefit from our long term relationship. That's generally how it works is that one of us has a client that's looking for other work. The other way it happens is in in a in the new business development structure is we would be asked to bid on a new client or respond to a request for proposal. And within that response, the client is looking for um, agency support in the following locations. And they list what those would be. Well, now I can pull together a team and say, you will be hiring the team of experts, part of the public relations global network membership in Detroit, Israel, you know, Ireland, wherever they, Mexico, wherever they happen to be. And we are all coming together to support your team. And so in that competitive way, we are able then to be in the same playing field as some of the national or multinational agencies who have offices themselves in those markets. We can put together a team of independent small business owners and small business agencies to be able to make that happen. Um, And so those are kind of the primary ways that we collaborate. The other is just strictly a referral basis, right? I get found out that, you know, I've someone I know is looking to hire somebody they really want on the ground in that market. And I pass the the conversation over to them and, and uh, they are able to secure that. And, and in that case, it's a warm lead for my network partner because we've made that introduction for them. And the client feels um, a heightened sense of trust because they know us and we are able to turn them over to that. When the network first started back 30 years ago, We were just a U.S.-based network. This was long before cell phones and fax machines. You know, you had an area code that was based on where you lived. If you wanted to do work outside of the market, you had to have a partner to do it. We didn't have offices in other places. We didn't have technology that allow us to link in people. I had to have people in other places. If a client asked me for help, I couldn't do it the same way that we do now. And so the network just became this extension of our own offices because it worked so well then we wanted to continue it. And that's why here we are 30 years later. Now, in any intimate relationship, you're only like minded some of the time. How does the network handle situations where there may be uh, differences of opinion on particular subjects, approaches, methods, et cetera? How do you work together to resolve disagreements, if there are any, between members. Keep in mind that we are all independently owned and operated agencies, right? So we do not have a financial relationship with our with our colleagues at the other agencies. We do if we enter into a contractual agreement on behalf of a client. But we all operate our businesses independently and make decisions independently. When you agree to be a part of the network, and the guidelines that we set in terms of geography and percentage of your business that has to be from public relations and your owner needs to be an active participant in the th- in the agency once all that has happened the the conflict really only happens in the business of the network you know it's not about the bi- how we run our businesses necessarily but it may be that Um, I would like to bring in a member that only does social media. 
And one of my other, because I need them and I really think it would be beneficial to my agency if I had a partner agency that only does social media. And I might have three or four, you know, agency colleagues that say, no, 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 we have social media departments. We can't have that. And we debate and we discuss and we determine and we figure out what the best approach might be. And and without fail, a a compromise can be reached that makes both sides happy. Now, the 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 in that particular scenario, I can utilize one of my partners then because maybe I wasn't aware that they had the kind of depth I was looking for. There's nothing to prevent me from using someone who's not a member of our network for a project that I don't have the resources from within. So when we have something that might rise to that level of a, you know, more of a conflict, it typically has to do with the business of the network itself, where, where we have built in guidelines that we want to address is if we should happen to be on opposite side of a discussion I have client A, you have client B, and they are in conflict with each other. And we are both trying to do that. And to the best of my knowledge, in our 30 years of being part of this network, that has not presented itself in a way that required anything other than a courtesy to let someone know we're working on this. And again, because we run our own businesses and we have our own business structures that are not dependent on the network, we can make those decisions, you know, quite quickly. And the the vetting process from the very beginning that brings these members into our, um, into the network is a deep understanding and respect for the process. And when you have that from the, from the get-go, you really have what you need to be able to counter any potential conflicts. One of the, one of the interesting things that we're we're um, what we're talking about now and we're thinking about now is, and I, I suspect that all agencies that are involved with with other networks of these kind are looking at geography used to be our defining point because we had our office in a particular place, and as the the hybrid workplace has evolved. And the client relationships have evolved in such a way. Um, geography is one of the ways to look at membership, but I think we will be looking at some other ways to evaluate where our membership is because just because I'm sitting somewhere does not necessarily mean that's where my primary business is and vice versa. So I think we're all looking at that kind of structure and what that's going to look like and and but again with with the commonality being what's good for the organization is ultimately good for each of us as business owners that should guide those conversations pretty easily one of the things that you've talked about is the brain trust that the membership of the public relations global network really is on all manner of things from specific subjects with individual members having subject matter expertise on particular topics to the business practices, to to everything of that nature. As you reflect back, and obviously any member of the network might answer this question differently, but can you think of some of the highlights or success stories that, that would really compel someone to realize the benefits of being a member? Are there any, is there anything that stands out as an example of when this really works and works well? 
a couple things come to mind. I think the the instant ability to tap into that brain trust, right? So a a problem presents itself or a challenge presents itself. I know I have 55 people I can ask the question to and get probably 55 answers. Where I really think the value is in the membership of the network is really in the client service side of things, right? That there are opportunities for us to serve clients virtually anywhere in the world and that they know that they have this incredible resource at their disposal. They don't have to go through a similar vetting process to find access to these individuals. So there have been a couple instances where, you know, we we as HMA have tapped in because we are, um, you know, we've got a situation brewing. We need extra hands. You know, we we and I have only have to make the phone call. And I know that I've got a team willing to work in whatever structure I need to set up to be able to do that. And so is as you are as an as agencies that might consider being part of a network, the value proposition that you bring to us is market knowledge, expertise in particular areas, uh, like mindedness in terms of how you run your business and a willingness and desire to work collaboratively with colleagues around the world. If you are an agent uh, client that is looking to bring in outside public relations support, you have individual business owners, all of us operate independently, but you all of a sudden have this large agency concept with the nimbleness of a small boutique firm. And our colleagues at the at the big agencies across the country, the national firms, superior at what they do, excellent work at what they do. And they they're they are good competitors for us, right? We we compete against those individuals. So it will always end up in the client's hands to decide what type of structure they want. And so for those that are looking for support for small businesses looking to interact directly with the owners, the names that are on the door, a network like ours becomes a great place for that to go. And so I think the the collaborative nature and the commitment to working together on behalf of and in support of each other is really what makes a network like ours uh, so valuable and so important to us as business owners and as practitioners to have access to this type of brain trust all over the country, all over the world. And one of the things that is going to happen at the Public Relations Global Network meetings this week is you're organizing a limited edition podcast to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the network and to hear from members of this brain trust. So let's wrap up this episode by just giving a little preview. Uh, it will be available separately, but we'll link up to it when it's published. Tell us about the PRGN podcast, this uh, limited run series that uh, that we are going to be co-hosting with other members of the network this week. Well, you know, by bringing us together, as I said, and we haven't been together for a couple of years now, couldn't pass up the opportunity to try to get that that knowledge 
and um, preserve it for for the future. So we are going to do eight episodes um, talking about workplace culture. Um, Certainly diversity, equity, inclusion will be a part of that. Um, We're going to talk about sustainability, um, community support, community relations programs. We're also going to talk about succession planning and, you know, things to consider if you are going to uh, create a legacy for your business and pass that along to your um, your offspring. And we're going to talk to a couple of our owners that have done just that and really give our, our members an opportunity to talk about what they specialize in, those things that they do, and really give a good feel for the makeup of our, of our network and the, and the depth of knowledge and the geographic reach that we have and share that, that knowledge about, um, from their personal perspective, some of the topics we've talked about here on our show, but they will have the chance to dive in a little bit deeper. So you and I will be, um, setting that up with them. And as you said, we'll, we'll get that all together and release it on the PRGN website, prgn.com. And, um, it'll be a great limited series to, uh, recognize our 30th anniversary as well as uh, give an opportunity for our members to share some of their knowledge and expertise. 